And I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Tinakwe, Giles. Sinlay, Sinlay has lost exclusive access to A2 Milk. It has indeed, and perhaps an eroding relationship may be one of the reasons why A2 Milk has cancelled that exclusive supply agreement for a range of products. Sinlay is in a trading halt as it considers A2's letter saying Sinlay's delivery fell below the level required to maintain exclusive rights for three of the types of products it makes. Well, Sinlay has been largely built and sustained by its ties to A2 Milk, which makes up about a third of its operating earnings. Forsyth Bar Equities analyst Matt Montgomery says details are scant on the cancellation, but there were warning signs months ago. It's difficult to know, but it's been evident in market releases from both companies over the last 12 months that appeared as if from the outside looking in the relationship hasn't been as strong as what it has been historically. Yeah, I don't want to speculate as to why specifically taking place, but it appears as if the relationship has eroded somewhat over the past 12 months and there's potentially a signal of A2 looking to go elsewhere should things not turn around or ownership structures change. Well, neither A2 Milk nor Sinlay would uh, speak to us. However, Sinlay says it may have more to say after the trading halt lifts, which will be no later than Wednesday morning. And uh, the two companies have an agreed arbitration process in place to handle disputes. A2 Milk also owns Matora Valley Milk in Southland, which might be a longer-term replacement producer. There'll be more on this story in the uh, Rural News after 12.30 headlines. Well, the service sector activity levels are contracting at a faster pace and indicate the broader economy probably shrank in the third quarter. The BNZ Business NZ Performance of Services Index was down nearly 1 point to 47.1 in August. Above 50, the sector is expanding. Below, it is contracting. BNZ Senior Economist Doug Steele says the services sector is struggling. If you look at the likes of activity or sales, new orders, those indicators are well below 50, whereas the likes of inventories or stocks is above 50. That is not a good mix for businesses. It suggests demand is weakening. They aren't selling what they've got. Stocks are building. Suggests less production down the line or maybe even some discounting to try to get rid of the inventory that's in place. That's Doug Steele from BNZ. Last week's manufacturing survey also showed a six-month of contracting. contraction put them together and it suggests a recession may be in the second half. And one who be- person who believes that is Jared Kerr from Kiwi Bank, the chief economist. He says the economy is likely fallen into recession at the end or will fall into recession by the end of the year. Despite the likelihood that it's rebounded out of the technical recession it slipped into at the start of the year. Well, GDP numbers are out this Thursday. The consensus is for growth of about 0.6% in the three months ended June. Jared Kerr says the second quarter will be positive as the increase in tourists and migrants helped to lift some activity, along with some export industries. That will offset weak domestic consumer spending. He says the rebound is likely to be short-lived as the pressure goes on more households and their spending. I think we'll see another couple of quarters of, of contraction. Um, half of the mortgage book, uh, Kiwi Bank's mortgage book, but also the, the entire mortgage book in the country, has rolled off. And we've seen uh, retail sales and spending from households come off quite sharply already. The other half has yet to come off. And we're going to see people rolling off low interest rates onto much higher interest rates in the next six months. And I think that's going to crimp spending. 
And Jared Kerr's views in contrast to Treasury, which in last week's pre-election economic update forecast the economy avoiding recession. Although there are some other bank economists who would agree with them that recession is likely. Yuan Pok Lu, also known as Paul Lu Yuan Pok, has pleaded guilty to forgery and financial markets legislation offences. The Financial Markets Authority brought charges of forgery using a forged document and breaches of financial laws against the Auckland businessman after it had banned him and his company Wisdom House from offering financial advice and dealing in financial products. The charges variously carry penalties of up to 10 years in jail for the forgery and fines up to $300,000 on the other charges. Mr Liu will be sentenced in the district court in Monaco in uh, late December. Let's catch up on the markets now. 25 minutes past 12 at the start of the week. I'm joined by Belinda Stanley from Craig's Investment Partners. Cura to you, Belinda. Cura, Charles. Well, as I've described it quite often, using a technical term, share markets have been upsy-downsy in recent weeks, mostly downsy. How are we looking today? Uh, we just as Australia opens, we've just started to perform a little bit better. We're currently up 18 points. The S&P NZX 50 at 11,365. Um, just those stocks in the news today. A2 Milk, it's currently down 6 cents at 4.82. And Sinlay Milk still in a trading halt. Um, other leading stocks today, we've got Auckland Airport, they're steady at 7.74. Contact Energy, no change there at 8.20. EBOS is up 32 cents at 35.47. Building down one at 4.57. Fish from Paykel Healthcare, they're up 28 cents at 21.68. Fonterra's having a reasonable day today, they're up 18 cents at 3.35. And we've got Main Freight up $1 one at 65.41. Port of Tauranga down five at 5.80. And Spark is flat today at 4.77. Just a headline for Australia, please, and then the New Zealand dollar. Now, Australia's taken their lead a bit more from offshore. They're down 45 points. The S&P ASX 200 at 7,234. And most stocks trading a little lower over there. Um, our 90-day bank bills are at 5.7%. No change there. That five-year swap up uh, almost 1% at 4.94%. Uh, the currency is looking a bit stronger across the board today against the US dollar. We're at 0.5902. The pound's at 0.4762. The euro, 0.5531. Against the Australian dollar, we're at 0.9170. And the yuan is 4.29. Uh, while we're up slightly against the yen, 87.28. Uh, Brent spot oil currently at uh, 96.12 a barrel. And we've got Gold just down marginally. It's at $1,923.53 an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Belinda Stanley from Craig's Investment Partners. A couple of other items of business news this lunch hour. Genesis Energy hopes to have its gas-fired number five unit at the Huntley station repaired and back online by the end of January next year. The unit's been out of action since the end of June after problems with its circuit breakers. Genesis says it's been able to get quicker delivery of replacement parts, allowing the unit's return to generation about three months earlier than expected. It says the outage will cost it about $25 million in operating earnings. Software company Enprise Group says it's working with the BNZ to renew its banking facilities after it breached its banking covenants. The company is also looking to raise more than $1.7 million through a share issue at $0.50 a share. 
as part of its recovery. And the Rural Land Company says it will keep suspension of its uh, dividends through to the end of the year in favour of using the money to support a share buyback and the company's price, which they believe is undervalued. We'll bring you the latest uh, news and numbers at around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business.